Hello, welcome to another edition of Espresso Jams. I have with us today an award-winning business coach, Tammy Drost, and she has um, agreed to be on the show to share some information, give you some tips, and um, welcome to the show, Tammy. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. And before we get started, uh, tell me, where do you hail from today? Well, I hail from upstate New York, but today I'm calling in from Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania. A great, great yeah. place. Very good. Okay. And um, we met at a networking event. And Tammy, tell me a little bit about what you do for your clients. Well, I, um, in 2019, I started my business, the Business 360 Method, and it's basically to equip female entrepreneurs with knowledge, strategies, tools, resources, and support to build a strategic and integrated business foundation that gets them down to business and back to living. Okay. Well, we'll get into some details of that coming up, mm-hmm. but I want to know how did your entrepreneurial journey start? You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Oh, geez. You know, I was, I was one of those people that um, much to my mother's dismay, I don't know that I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I started as a, you know, in psychology, I dabbled in psychology, um, business and marketing. I was three credits short of having a business marketing degree, ended up with a degree in design, and I started out on the agency side. Um, I was the creative working with uh, business-minded and corporate America, so to speak. I landed at uh I took a contract at one of the biggest financial services firm in, firms in the world, and they hired me off contract. Uh, 14 years later, I was their brand strat- national brand strategy leader, and from there I went nonprofit, and now I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Now, in the beginning, was there any indication that you would own your own business? I'm talking, like, think back, way back. I think there was a little bit because, you know, I freelanced for a long time as a creative. Um, You know, when you first get out of design school, it's not easy to land a a job with a college level portfolio. So the way you build your portfolio is to freelance. Um, You take contracts with all different types of companies. Uh, So I worked You know, over the course of my career, I worked across 24 different industries. So that gave me a lot of insight and a lot of experience. Um, And I think there was that side of me that I was okay working for myself. But then at at a specific point in my life, I felt that the security of the corporate world was the way to go. And it's come full circle. 
Okay. Now I'm and, back. And because yeah, you had a portfolio yeah. of things that you had done, you were able to show that to prospective employers. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. That's that's a great way to get started and show that you have some experience and show that you've actually done some stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so there you are working in corporate. How did you find that transition from from working for yourself to working for corporate? Oh, I had to be dragged kicking and screaming. (laughs) (laughs) I was working at an agency with a pool table in the middle of the room. And, you know, it was just this fun atmosphere. And it was a small agency. And I was hired off contract. And it was, you know, my contract at that agency was actually ending. And I had a headhunter who was just relentless. He was absolutely relentless. He said, you're the perfect person for this position. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, that's just not me. And when I took the, I finally broke down and I took the contract, which was designed to be temporary. And I got there and I loved the challenge. It was kind of, for the first time, I really saw the creative side and the business side meshing. And it gave me the opportunity to really work strategically. And so for me, what seemed as something I didn't want to do, and I was kind of thrown into that environment, all of a sudden it became something that was really interesting to me. Yes. Well, you know, we're all on a journey. And sometimes we don't know what we're going through today and how that's going to affect us tomorrow. But it's all part of the journey, isn't it? It is. What were the main lessons that you brought from corporate to your own business? You know, I think that there were a couple of them. Um, There were... I saw it regardless of the industry, regardless of um, the industry asset size of the business, regardless of it was nonprofit, corporate agency side, they all dealt with similar issues. I was often seeing a lot of business silos. I was seeing a lot of organizational inefficiencies, um, antiquated business processes, I was often seeing a disconnect between the business and brand alignment and then integrated in marketing, marketing and communications that directly supported and delivered on the business goals. So, you know, seeing that, you know, the big picture, I said at one point, I could tailor this down to help small business and women. Um, so I decided to do that. I tailored it down and I developed a business methodology, uh, the business 360 method, uh, method, which I trademarked. Okay. And I've heard, I mean, I know that you have the business 360. Now I understand where it came from mm-hmm. being in corporate and seeing, uh, 360 degrees and how there are inefficiencies and silos and, You know, we always hear about marketing is at war with sales and sales and marketing are at war with production and delivery. Would you say that's that's correct or is that an exaggeration? 
Now, I would say that that goes back to the silos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it really starts to show rear its ugly head when you have large corporations um, dealing with globalization. Suddenly, they're in a position where they want to present a holistic brand, a one brand approach, if you will. They're dealing with different countries, different cultures. How do you do that? And really, it takes all of those departments coming together. Uh, You know, I've seen you have marketing, like you mentioned, you have sales, you have communications, you have brand, you have, um, in some instances, the companies have a global brand team. And those, and now add to, to that social media, and you have the, you know, legal team, compliance team, whatever it is on a global scale. And they need to communicate because if one hand doesn't know what the other does, it quickly shows in the marketplace because you start to see the brand breakdown. So if you don't have communications connecting with marketing, connecting with a social media team, you start to see those fractures out in the marketplace. It's almost like if you said to somebody, tell me about your brand, explain your brand, your company to me, and you give them one story and your colleague gives them something completely different because they're from a different department. It's not going to reflect back well on the company. So it's really important that you don't have those silos, that you're communicating, that the leaders of all those major teams are working together and connecting and communicating. So let's bring it back to small businesses. A lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs. They're solopreneurs that have small businesses. How does that relate to a small team? Maybe it's a small local team. or Maybe they're dispersed around the globe, but a small team. I think the key for solopreneurs and entrepreneurs is to, just like you're unique as a business owner, Your business is unique. Your products, your services, and your programs are unique. And it's important from the get-go to have a solid business plan. Think of it as a roadmap, if you will. It's a step-by-step plan. You don't have to be an expert marketer. You don't have to be an attorney. You don't have to be all these special things to develop a business plan. But as the business owner... You need to know your business inside and out. You need to understand what part different areas play in your business. So one of the things that I do is I really take them through what is your why? Why are you doing this? What's your mission, your vision, your values? I take them through a uh, market analysis so they really get to understand who their market is. And... A lot of entrepreneurs think, well, I have to be everywhere. I have to, you know, it's so overwhelming. There's all this social media. No, you don't have to be everywhere. With a solid plan, you get to know your audience. You get to know your competitors. You know how to differentiate yourself. You understand which platforms your audience is going to be at so you can meet them where they're at. It also takes you through um, an organizational structure. Do you need an LLC? Do you need, you know, do you need a DBA? What does your structure look like? And I've seen so many young businesses, startups, 
start with a wonderful product and service and grow so fast that they don't have the right team at the table to support them because maybe they hire their friends or family. And then they find out down the road, well, they don't have the right skill set. So it's also mapping out that organizational plan, um, organizational plan. Who do you have at your table? Why do you have them there? And then who's your advisors? You know, do you have someone for insurance, someone for legal? And then, and this is something sadly a lot of entrepreneurs face is if your business is your livelihood and you're a solopreneur, what happens if suddenly you can't run your business because you're facing a family emergency, you're sick, whatever it is, what's your succession plan? And then teaching them last beliefs is teaching them how to write their plan and how to adjust their plan to reach different markets. Maybe the whole purpose of them developing a plan is to get investors. So making sure the language and that plan is set up for that. And it's set up if you maybe you're a nonprofit and you need a board. How do you attract board members? They want to see your business plan. And last but least, I do an action plan so that you don't just put your plan on a shelf. I think it's even important for established entrepreneurs. Don't just put your plan on a shelf. You've laid out all your business goals. Now, how are you going to reach them? Who's responsible on your team? I think that is so important. Yes. You've mentioned a lot of things, a lot of steps, a lot of different areas. It sounds a little overwhelming, um, mm -hmm. especially perhaps to a new business owner. How can, how, how do you help folks um, do these things when at the same time, they might be the marketing, the production and the delivery arm of their business. And they might say, Tammy, 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 I've got so much just trying to do what I'm doing now. How can I do that? I mean, I mean, so what I'm saying, have, have you ever seen a situation where someone said something like that? <laughs> yeah. And what I have, what I do there is I teach them to work smarter, not harder. And I teach them by, by teaching them to pivot from working, you know, reactively and putting out fires every day to working proactively. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have to step back. Yes. It's going to take time for a plan, but when you, when you work with somebody who's really seasoned, who knows how to do it, they're going to guide you every step of the way. They're going to they're going to coach you. And that's a lot of what I do is I do the coaching. I have tools. I have a whole program that helps with that. But I think that when everything is said and done, it positions them to work strategically and work a lot smarter. And it frees them up from doing those off strategy things that's wasting their time. Yeah. And when you when you were talking there, you reminded me of the Eisenhower Matrix, uh, popularized by Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think that was the name, something something very close to that. So it's got the four quadrants. Are, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Would you like to get in front of more of your ideal clients and at the same time build your brand and create evergreen content? Well, you can do that with podcast guesting. This very moment, you're listening to a podcast that may have been published today or three weeks ago or three years ago. In a very real sense, 
you're engaging with the speakers, hopefully enjoying yourself and learning something new at the same time. And you're getting to know the guests and how they help their clients, their customers, and the problems that they solve. You may even be their ideal client and want to learn more about them and download one of their free resources you can find in the show notes or maybe even become a client of theirs. See, when you're a guest on a podcast, you will enjoy that same kind of engagement. It is perhaps the easiest, most cost-effective way to get in front of new audiences. Learn how you can be a guest on the right podcast and engage with your ideal clients with the free resources available at gapologist.com. Okay, is that something that you use or some some mix of that? I use a number of different tools. I you you know I take them through a SWOT analysis. Um, I use you know I help them find you know we go through an exercise as to you know what are you passionate about in your business? What can you do that no one else can do? Very and good. then what can you do? But you you know you can do it if you have to, but you'd rather pass it off to someone else. Let's go through that exercise. Yeah. And then what do you absolutely detest doing that you don't want to do in any shape or form and you'd rather have somebody else do it? So we really, the person through this process gets to know themselves inside and out. They get to know their business inside and out. It doesn't mean they're a marketer. It doesn't mean they're a business strategist. It simply means that they know their business and they understand every aspect of their business, even though they might not be doing the everyday marketing. So I think that that that's so important for a business owner, because when they understand those things, they can pivot quickly if they need to. Right. And I think it's so important to know your strengths and to really put it. I mean, I like to put things down on paper. And and when I say paper, I mean my computer screen. But I like mm-hmm. to write write things down. Uh, sometimes I actually do use paper. And it's, what do I dread doing? And I ask myself, you know, I could, um, I could go on a bike ride or I could do this in my business. And if the bike ride wins out, I try to delegate the other. <laughs> well, and if you think about it, if you say you're a coach, hypothetically speaking, you're a business coach and you're making $450 an hour to coach. Okay, but you have to do your books and you hate doing your books and you realize, okay, if I do my books, I'm basically paying myself. I'm taking away $450 an hour that I could be using elsewhere because I'm doing my books. Would it be worth it for me to hire someone even as a contractor to come in and do my books and I pay him 20, $25 an hour, whatever it is whatever the going rate is. And I free myself up to do the things that are going to bring in the money. Yes, I think that's one thing it does. The other thing that having a really solid plan does, and we I think we've all experienced this, is somebody comes to you and says, oh my gosh, have you seen the latest trend? We have to do this. We have to implement it right away. Shiny objects. Yep, shiny <laughs> objects. Here's the squirrel. So now, instead of saying, well, yeah, let's do this. Everybody else is doing it. No, you go back, you look at your business plan, and you ask yourself as a business owner, 
and you ask your team, if you have a small team, how does this fit into supporting the goals that we've all agreed on? How does this support us getting to this revenue? How does it support us gaining X amount of clients that we all agreed that we were gonna do and here's our plan? And I would say 95% of the time, the minute you pull out that plan, the squirrel goes away, the shiny object goes away because it doesn't fit in with a plan. But there's also that 5% where they say, you know, it's a really good idea. I love it, but it's just not the right time. So let's work it into the next next time we sit down in a strategy session. Right. So there are some things that happen internally to the company and externally to the company within their their small, let's say small universe there. But then there are things that are global. Like, you know, recently chat GPT came out and that has disrupted a number of businesses mm -hmm. that they've had to pivot. And I think this year so far, we are just seeing the very beginning of AI. But that's one of those things that's going to change a lot of industries, I believe, as AI yeah. grows and becomes more intelligent. Um, so there are things that happen and you have to go. And, and the 5% is, is probably right. I like your process of getting people together and pulling out the plan because the everyone is doing it. Oh my gosh, I just saw, you know, five Facebook posts on this thing. I think we need to do it. It's it's chasing the squirrel. And and as you know, the, the fox that chases two rabbits catches none. So Exactly. And you start to spread yourself so thin. Yes. And I think your comment about chat, you know, chat AI and it's huge. It's going to change businesses all over the world. And I think something like that, it is critical to have somebody on your team keeping track of trends that are disrupting entire industries. It's always important to keep your finger on the pulse, so to speak, of technology, technology in particular. Um, it can change industries overnight. So I think something like that can be a little bit of an exception to the rule, but I don't think it's, you know, we need to implement it immediately. I think it's a thoughtful process, researching it, doing the research, figuring out how it's going to support the business goals. And that's a point where you revisit and say, okay, well, how are we going to work this in? And how are we going to make this happen? And what's our time frame? You know, and it doesn't... A lot of times there's some personal financial information in a business goal, in a business plan. And that's not something, and I just want to be clear, that's not something an entrepreneur needs to share with their employees. All they need to share is the stuff that's relevant to their team and their functional roles. They don't need to break out the entire thing and share information that's really confidential that only your banker needs to know. Yeah, and there's there's a fine line there because we we are in the age of um, I, the word escapes me, Tammy. The word of authenticity <laughs> and uh -huh. openness, and I've seen companies that put their entire balance sheet online and mm -hmm. their income statements online. Um, 
Uh, but I would agree with you. I, I don't like that approach. I don't think that's appropriate to to 99.9% of the businesses out there. So you've got to know what what is relevant, what's not relevant, which brings to case why you need another brain helping you out, at least one brain, maybe a few more brains helping you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found often when I consult only the space between my ears, that it's it's I don't always come up with the right conclusion. <laughs> I don't always come up with the right answer. So I've got masterminds. I've got people I can call and and say, hey, what do you think? I'm thinking this. Am am I right? Am I in the? Am I, am I in line? And it's it's just a great way to. Gosh, I'm thinking in Portuguese, bati papo. It's which means just like like just talk it out. <laughs> just talk it out. Oh, that's so important to have your tribe, so to speak, because. You know, I love having people, you know, that I can run things by and say, tell me, you know, is this a, is this idea just off the wall? Just tell me, be brutally honest. And, um, you know, I value that feedback. I come from a background where upward and peer-to-peer feedback is critical in growth and it's it can be constructive when delivered in a constructive way right so i would recommend if if you don't have five people that you can get on the phone with and say am i crazy for thinking this or is this a good <laughs> idea or some question like that and people who will be honest with you you don't have five people who do that for you find them find exactly. them. they're out there people love to help you know and it's if you ask someone for their opinion on something, they'll give you their opinion. And understand, it's only their opinion, but it can help you to see things from a different perspective. And of course, if you have a business coach, that would be the first person to go to. And um, yeah, so it's, it's so great to be able to exchange ideas and just have a free flow of ideas. You know, and a good business coach isn't going to give you all the answers. A good business coach is going to pull it out of you because so many times I sit down with people who deep down, they know the answer. They know what they have to do, but it takes some coaching to get them to bring that to the surface and say, okay, you know, I've been putting this off for so long. You're right. I really need to do this. But being able to own it, being accountable to it. And, you know, that's what a good business coach does is it helps people bring it out. You bring it out of the person you're talking to. You bring out the best in them. Right. And I think we all have knowledge that we're not even aware that we have. Now, that Mm -hmm. sounds a little silly. But you've got that little voice that talks. And how many times has that little voice talked that you didn't listen to it and you thought months or years down the road, I should have listened to the little voice? Because we have that. And when you bring it out with someone and you talk it out, they can help you amplify that little voice. And that is your inner knowledge. That's your inner knowledge speaking to you. It is. I can't tell you how many times I talk to, you know, moms who have maybe they've been home for a while with their family and the business world has changed a little bit since they were last in the business world. And they say, my skills are so out of date. I don't have any skills. How do you not have skills? 
You're a project manager. You're a leader. You manage your household budget. You know, how do you not have skills? These are all valuable skills. You're doing them every day without even realizing them. You know, somebody um, mentioned, and I, I love this term, for, you know, stay-at-home moms, because it, it's such an important job, but she coined the term the director of home affairs. <laughs> I love it. Great. I love it. But, you know, and I, I talk to women who have been a director of home affairs for years, and they say, wow, you know, I never thought of it that way. I volunteer on this committee and this committee, and I've done all these different things. I never thought how that could relate to owning my own business. Yeah, and your example just brings out the point that sometimes we need a witness because mm-hmm. what we do, and if we've done it for a while, we become very good at it. We become very expert at it. And we almost regulate that to our subconscious mind. And don't realize that it's a skill and ability. And I think that's so important to help people to realize that they do have those skills and abilities and they have value in the marketplace. Well, tremendous value. Yeah. So, Tammy, let me ask you this. What would you tell some one of our listeners, one of our listeners, just one, um, what would you tell our listeners today to, to kind of sum up what we're talking about and maybe some action steps that they could take? I would say, um, you know, speaking to an entrepreneur is I can't stress. Yes, it's hard, you know, but it's worth it putting in the work up front to have a plan because think of it as your roadmap. All of a sudden now you know how you're going to get from A to B. You know, think about it. Nowadays, we won't even go across town without a GPS. You know, how many of us get in our car and we GPS, you know, because we're going to go across town to a restaurant we've never been to. But yet so many entrepreneurs start a business, which is one of the biggest investments they make from not just time, but financially in their lives, why would you do it without a roadmap? Yeah, that's so important. And and it is surprising how many business owners don't have a roadmap. Or they have it. Yeah, right. From solopreneurs all the way to, you know, small business owners and, and medium business owners. And they have it in their brain, right? but they don't have it written down. The statistics, I, I don't want to quote, but when I did see the statistics a couple of years ago, I was so surprised, completely amazed. And, and it just positions them. It frees them up from a lot of that overwhelm. Hmm. The other thing it does is it per- helps prevent them from making so many common mistakes the entrepreneurs naturally make, having that plan can help you prevent those mistakes. And, you know, having that plan is something that now they've created it, it's done. They can go back anytime and they can adjust it. 
And business plans aren't meant to be set in stone. They're meant to evolve, just like brands are meant to evolve. Because if a business and a brand becomes stagnant, that's where you start to go like this with a business. You don't ever want your business and brand to become stagnant. You want to continue to evolve it. And that is the best tool to do that. Yes. And I, I think, you know, we talked a lot about the squirrels and, and shiny objects. I think a business plan is can give you that first filter. Does this fit into my plan? It's, it's a yes, no, maybe, perhaps in the future. But three of those answers, three of those four, allow you to just put it aside. You don't need to think about it. And I think that's a great way, one of the great ways, to stay focused on your mission. Yeah. And it opens up the door to opportunities. I've sat down with entrepreneurs and said, wow, I never realized that, you know, I looked at my competitors and I see what they're doing. But what I have to offer is so different and so unique Mm. I never realized that, and I never realized that there's other opportunities for me because of my uniqueness. So I think it opens up so many doors. So that's that's the one thing um, that I would say because it changes your. It also changes. Let's let's you know. Let's be honest here. A lot of entrepreneurs fail. Okay. Most of the ones that fail, fail because they didn't have a plan or they didn't have a good plan. Right. Yeah, so important. And Tammy, do you have anything for our listeners today that we can um, we can point them in the right direction? Um, I, you know, if they want to check out, check out my website, I'm at TammyDross.com. You can always connect with me on social media and... Um, I do offer a free um, business strategy call. So definitely take me up on that. But um, I would say that, you know, invest, invest in that the time because it can, you know, the, the results of it are tremendous on the back end. The return on investment is significant. Yes, yes. And all of those links for you to get in touch with Tammy and learn more about what she does, how she does it, and take advantage of, of the, her free offer for a free consult, um, those links will be in the show notes for everyone. Tammy, it has been such a wonderful conversation. I, I appreciate your time and sharing your expertise. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel. Never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Wishing you an awesome day.